0: Hello there, my friends who are located all over the internet. Welcome to Bible in a Year with Bill. Today is April 28th, and we're on day 117. Today we're going to be reading from Judges, chapters 10 to chapter 12. And then we're going to finish off today's reading with Psalm 71. It's good to see you today. Let's get right into it. The Book of Judges Chapter 10. Tola, son of Pua, the son of Dodo, was next after Abimelech. He rose to the occasion to save Israel. He was a man of Issachar. He lived in Shamir in the hill country of Ephraim. He judged Israel for 23 years and then died and was buried at Shamir. After him, Jair, the Gileadite, stepped into leadership. He judged Israel for 22 years. He had 30 sons who rode on 30 donkeys and had 30 towns in Gilead. The towns are still called Jair's villages. Jair died and was buried in Chemon. And the people of Israel went back to doing evil in God's sight. They worshipped the Baal gods and Ashtoreth goddesses, gods of Aram, Sidon, and Moab, gods of the Ammonites and the Philistines. They just walked off and left God, quit worshipping him. And God exploded in hot anger at Israel and sold them off to the Philistines and Ammonites, who beginning that year bullied and battered the people of Israel mercilessly. For eighteen years they had them under their thumb, all the people of Israel who lived east of the Jordan in the Amorite country of Gilead. Then the Ammonites crossed the Jordan to go to war also against Judah, Benjamin, and Ephraim. Israel was in a bad way. The people of Israel cried out to God for help We've sinned against you, we've left our God and worshiped the Baal gods. God answered the people of Israel, when the Egyptians, Amorites, Ammonites, Philistines, Sidonians, even Amalek and Midian oppressed you and you cried out to me for help, I saved you from them. And now you've gone off and betrayed me, worshiping other gods. I'm not saving you anymore. Go ahead. Cry out for help to the gods you've chosen. Let them get you out of the mess you're in. The people of Israel said to God, we've sinned. Do to us whatever you think best, but please get us out of this. Then they cleaned house of the foreign gods and worshiped only God, and God took Israel's troubles to heart. The Ammonites prepared for war, setting camp in Gilead. The people of Israel set their rival camp in Mizpah. The leaders in Gilead said, Who will stand up for us against the Ammonites? We'll make him head over everyone in Gilead. Judges chapter 11. Jephthah the Gileadite was one tough warrior. He was the son of a whore, but Gilead was his father. Meanwhile, Gilead's legal wife had given him other sons, and when they grew up, his wife's sons threw Jephthah out. They told him, you're not getting any of our family inheritance, you're the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and went to live in the land of Tob. Some riffraff joined him and went around with him. Some time passed, and then the Ammonites started fighting Israel. With the Ammonites at war with them, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. They said to Jephthah, come, be our general, and we'll fight the Ammonites. But Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, but you hate me. You kicked me out of my family home. So why are you coming to me now? Because you're in trouble, right? The elders of Gilead replied, that's it exactly. We've come to you to get you to go with us and fight the Ammonites. You'll be head of us all, all the Gileadites. Jephthah addressed the elders of Gilead, So if you bring me back home to fight the Ammonites and God gives them to me, I'll be your head. Is that right? They said, God is witness between us. Whatever you say, we'll do. Jephthah went along with the elders of Gilead. The people made him their top man and general, and Jephthah repeated what he had said before God at Mizpah. Then Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the Ammonites with a message, What's going on here that you have come into my country picking a fight? The king of the Ammonites told Jephthah's messengers, Because Israel took my land when they came out of Egypt, from the Arnon all the way back to the Jabbok and to the Jordan, give it back peaceably and we'll go. Jephthah again sent messengers to the king of the Ammonites with the message, Jephthah's words, Israel took no Moabite land and no Ammonite land. When they came up from Egypt, Israel went through the desert as far as the Red Sea, arriving at Kadesh. There Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Let us pass through your land, please. But the king of Edom wouldn't let them. Israel also requested permission from the king of Moab, but he wouldn't let them cross either. They were stopped in their tracks at Kadesh. So they traveled across the desert and circled around the lands of Edom and Moab. They came out east of the land of Moab and set up camp on the other side of the Arnon. They didn't set foot in Moabite territory, for Arnon was the Moabite border. Israel then sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, at Heshbon, the capital. Israel asked, Let us pass, please, through your country on the way to our country. But Sihon didn't trust Israel to cut across his land. He got his entire army together, set up camp at Jahaz, and fought Israel. But God, the God of Israel, gave Sihon and all his troops to Israel. Israel defeated them. Israel took all the Amorite land, all Amorite land from Arnon to the Jabbok and from the desert to the Jordan. It was God, the God of Israel, who pushed out the Amorites in favor of Israel. So who do you think you are trying to take it over? Why don't you just be satisfied with what your God Chemosh gives you and we'll settle for what God, our God, gives us? Do you think you're going to come better off than Balak, son of Zippor, the king of Moab? Did he get anywhere in opposing Israel? Did he risk war? All this time, it's been 300 years now that Israel has lived in Heshbon and its villages, in Aurora and its villages, and in all the towns along the Arnon. Why didn't you try to snatch them away then? No, I haven't wronged you. But this is an evil thing that you are doing to me by starting a fight. Today God the judge will decide between the people of Israel and the people of Ammon. But the king of the Ammonites refused to listen to a word that Jephthah had sent him. God's spirit came upon Jephthah. He went across Gilead and Manasseh and went through Mizpah of Gilead and from there approached the Ammonites. Jephthah made a vow before God, if you give me a clear victory over the Ammonites, then I'll give to God whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in one piece from among the Ammonites. I'll offer it up in a sacrificial burnt offering. Then Jephthah was off to fight the Ammonites and God gave them to him. He beat them soundly all the way from Aurora to the area around Mineth as far as Abel-Kerimim. Twenty cities, a massacre, Ammonites brought to their knees by the people of Israel. Jephthah came home to Mizpah. His daughter ran from the house to welcome him home, dancing to tambourines. She was his only child. He had no son or daughter except her. When he realized who it was, he ripped his clothes, saying, Ah, dearest daughter, I'm dirt, I'm despicable. My heart is torn to shreds. I made a vow to God, and I can't take it back. She said, Dear father, if you made a vow to God, do to me what you vowed. God did his part and saved you from your Ammonite enemies. And then she said to her father, But let this one thing be done for me. Give me two months to wander through the hills and lament my virginity, since I will never marry, I and my dear friends. Oh yes, go, he said. He sent her off for two months. She and her and her dear girlfriends went among the hills, lamenting that she would never marry. At the end of the two months, she came back to her father. He fulfilled the vow with her that he had made. She had never slept with a man. It became a custom in Israel that for four days every year, the young women of Israel went out to mourn for the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite. Judges chapter 12. The men of Ephraim mustered their troops, crossed to Zaphon, and said to Jephthah, Why did you go out to fight the Ammonites without letting us go with you? We're going to burn your house down on you. Jephthah said, I and my people had our hands full negotiating with the Ammonites, and I did call to you for help, but you ignored me. When I saw that you weren't coming, I took my life in my hands and confronted the Ammonites myself. And God gave them to me. So why did you show up here today? Are you spoiling for a fight with me?" So Jephthah got his Gilead troops together and fought Ephraim, and the men of Gilead hit them hard because they were saying, Gileadites are nothing but half-breeds and rejects from Ephraim and Manasseh. Gilead captured the fords of the Jordan at the crossing to Ephraim. If an Ephraimite fugitive said, Let me cross, the men of Gilead would say, Are you an Ephraimite? And he would say, No. And they would say, Shibboleth. But he would always say, Siboleth. He couldn't say it right. Then they would grab him and kill him there at the fords of the Jordan. Forty-two Ephraimite divisions were killed on that occasion. Jephthah judged, judged, Idra, Jephthah judged Israel six years. Jephthah the Gileite died and was buried in his city Mizpah of Gilead. After him, Ibzam Of Bethlehem judged Israel. He had thirty sons and thirty daughters. He gave his daughters in marriage outside his clan and brought in thirty daughters-in-law from the outside for his sons. He judged Israel seven years. Ibzan died and was buried in Bethlehem. After him, Elon the Zebulonite judged Israel. He judged Israel ten years. Elon the Zebulonite died and was buried at Aijalon on the land of in the land of Zebulun. After him, Abdon son of Hillel. The Parathonite judged Israel. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons who rode on 70 donkeys. He judged Israel eight years. Abdon, son of Hillel, the Parathonite, died and was buried at Pirathon in the land of Ephraim, in the Amalekite hill country. Psalm. Seventy-one. I run for dear life to God. I'll never live to regret it. Do what you do so well. Get me out of this mess and up on my feet. Put your ear to the ground and listen. Give me space for salvation. Be a guest room where I can retreat. You said your door was always open. You're my salvation, my vast granite fortress. My God, free me from the grip of wicked, from the clutch of bad and bully. You keep me going when times are tough, my bedrock God, since my childhood. I've hung on you from the day of my birth, the day you took me from the cradle. I'll never run out of praise. Many gasp in alarm when they see me, but you take me in stride. Just as each day brims with your beauty, my mouth brims with praise. But don't turn me out to pasture when I'm old or put me on the shelf when I can't pull my weight. My enemies are talking behind my back, watching for their chance to knife me. The gossip is, God has abandoned him. Pounce on him now. No one will help him. God, don't just watch from the sidelines. Come on, run to my side. My accusers, make them lose face. Those out to get me, make them look like idiots while I stretch out, reaching for you, and daily add praise to praise. I'll write the book on your righteousness, talk up your salvation, the live long day, never run out of good things to write or say. I come in the power of the Lord God. I post signs marking his right of way. You got me when I was an unformed youth, God, and taught me everything I know. Now I'm telling the world your wonders. I'll keep at it until I'm old and gray. God, don't walk off and leave me until I get out the news of your strong right arm to this world, news of your power to the world yet to come, your famous and righteous ways, O God. God, you've done it all. Who is quite like you? You who made me stare trouble in the face, turn me around, now let me look life in the face. I've been to the bottom, bring me up, streaming with honors. Turn to me, be tender to me, and I'll take up the lute and thank you to the tune of your faithfulness, God. I'll make music for you on a harp, Holy One of Israel. When I open up in song to you, I let out lungs full of praise. My rescued life a song. All day long I'm chanting about you and your righteous ways, while those who tried to do me in slink off, looking ashamed. You know, reading about Jephthah and his devotion to God, how he committed to God. The first thing that came out his door and it turned out to be his daughter. I mean, imagine, just imagine you make a vow to God and he allows something like that to happen. He allows your daughter to come out the door to be the first to greet you. That would be devastating. How many of us could follow through with it? How many of us could do as Jephthah did and give that ultimate sacrifice his daughter? as a promise to the Lord. In this day and age, it feels as if our God would never ask us to do that sort of thing. But He does ask for our devotion. He does ask for us to be serious in what we say to Him. So let's do that. Let's be serious in what we say to our Lord. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we ask that you would be a part of our lives, that we would be devoted to you. Jesus, give us the strength and the boldness to be workers and warriors for you. Amen. Thank you for joining me, my friends. I will see you tomorrow. Take care now.